What is good, everybody? Yo, this is the next scripture study that we are going through. If this is your first scripture study on the podcast, I'm going to tell you real quick what we do. We just pick a, a part of scripture. It could be a whole chapter. It could be a few verses. And we just talk about it. Ain't nothing planned. We just go through it and try and discover what the word of God is trying to say. So I want to hop straight into this. This is coming out of Genesis 25. And we're going to start in verse 27. Here we're looking at Jacob and Esau, the two brothers that did not get along. They were twins and Esau was born first. And because of this, he had the birthright. So we're going to hop straight into this and figure out what's going on. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. So already Esau is the one who's the game winner, right? He's the one that's going to be providing for the family as far as food and honestly, life-sustaining food goes. And Jacob's the one that's chilling at home. He prefers to stay at home. Okay, verse 28. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, this is a problem, right? Because we, we have one parent that loves a child more than the other. So you can already see the hostility between the two and how this could possibly even cause a breaking point in the home. But let's keep going. Verse 29. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? I can just imagine this whole scene playing out. In like a real life scenario, because you got to you got to remember they're brothers, right? They're brothers. And what do brothers do? They mess with each other. I can just imagine how this happens where Esau's like, yo, dog, I'm hungry, Jacob. That stool looked delicious. Boy, I see the way you put the salt on that mug. Like, oh, I could just imagine Esau being hungry. And he's like, yo, give me some of that red stew. And Jacob's like, how about you sell me your birthright? Just playing around, right? I could just imagine. How about you sell me your birthright? And Esau was like, all right, bet. Now, even though it may not even played out with, it might might not even played out that way, but that's how I imagine it. But words in this culture were very important. If you said something, it was your word. Like it was set in stone. There was no taking it back. So I can just imagine they having this brotherly feud and Esau's like, yo, give me some food. Jacob's like, nah, trade me your rights as the firstborn son. And Esau says, look, I'm dying of starvation. What good is my birthright to me now? That quote that Esau just said, what good is my birthright to me now? That It actually made me think of, of how often in our lives we will trade things that have so much value so we can have instant gratification. We'll trade our integrity to make money. We will trade our morals if it means that we get to prove somebody wrong. We'll trade our innocence if it means falling into peer pressure to impress somebody that we like. We'll we'll trade so many things that you cannot get back, mind you. We'll trade things that you cannot just easily take back. We'll trade them for things that we want in the moment. We'll, we'll, We'll trade things that impact our future. I mean, he's selling his birthright. This isn't something to be taken lightly when you're the firstborn son and you have a birthright. That means everything that your father owns. 
becomes yours when he passes. This isn't anything to be taken lightly at all. He's We're talking about his future. and He's throwing away his future. He's throwing away something so valuable that you cannot get back so he can feed his stomach. So we need to be careful that we don't throw away things that are valuable, things that taking us a long time to get. We, we got to make sure that we don't throw away these important things for something in the moment. But let's keep going on. Verse 33. But Jacob said, first, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother, Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. The, these verses strike me because it's very clear that Esau does not understand what he just gave up. He does not understand the, the magnitude of the birthright that he just gave up. You know, sometimes in our life, we don't understand what we have. God will give us things that are so important that he's given just to us. And so often we'll misuse it and throw it away because we don't understand what we have. Men may go and cheat on their wife because they don't understand what they have. You may betray your family members because you don't understand what you have. You may turn your back on God. Because you see an easier way, a quicker way to to make money and to get what you want. But you don't understand the relationship that you had. Esau didn't understand what he had. He had no clue what he had in this birthright. A future secured with wealth and happiness and land. He had no clue what he gave up. But I want to keep going. I want to go on to to the next point where we meet these brothers again. Because there's even more thievery that Jacob does. And this is this is such an interesting story. This is in Genesis 27. We're going to start in verse 1 if you're following along. One day when Isaac was old and turning blind, Isaac is Jacob and Esau's father. He called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son. Yes, father, Esau replied. I'm an old man now, Isaac said, and I don't know when I may die. Take your bow and a quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat. Then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son, before I die. But Rebekah overheard what Isaac had said to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt for the wild game, she said to her son Jacob, Listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal, then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. Then take the food to your father so he can eat it and bless you before he dies. See, this is this is what happens. When you start to favor one child over the other. Look at this. Both of these kids are Rebecca's. They both her sons. But she's betraying her oldest son. So she can give a blessing to the more favored one. That's messed up. That's all types of messed up. But let's go on to verse 11. But look, Jacob replied to Rebecca, My brother Esau is a hairy man and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. See, 
we have to understand the links that we will go to when we start to do things that are wrong. I mean, they planning everything. They getting a dish ready. They about to put some some hair on Jacob so he can deceive his father. What we have to understand is you start to go down a rabbit hole when you go down the path of deception and lying. When you try and take what is not yours, it'll cause you to do things that normally you would not ever see yourself doing. You'll get yourself in positions that you should not even be in because you're trying to get something that was never yours in the first place. But he says in verse 13, his mother replies, let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you. Go out and get the goats for me. So Jacob went out and got the young goats for his mother. Rebecca took them and prepared a delicious meal just the way Isaac liked it. Then she took Esau's favorite clothes, which were there in the house, and gave them to her younger son, Jacob. She covered his arms and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of the young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including freshly baked bread. Isn't it interesting how he had to cover himself up? How he could not come to his father the way that he was because he was approaching him with a lie. He had to cover himself up and become something that he was not to try and deceive his father. So verse 18, so Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said, yes, my son, Isaac answered, who are you, Esau? Or Jacob, he was already he already knew what was going on, man. Jacob replied, It's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here is the wild game. Now sit up and eat so you can give me your blessing. Isaac asked, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God put it in my path, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you really are Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father, and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands Our Esau's, Isaac said, but he didn't recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy, just like Esau's. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau? He asked. Yes, I am. Jacob replied. I want to stop real quick. It's really interesting how Isaac did not truly know who his son was. It was hard for him to see. It was hard for him to truly see who his son was because his son was dressed in something that he was not supposed to be. This kind of gives me flashbacks to how when God formed us from the dust, we were meant to be in his image. We were meant to walk with him. We were meant to be like him. But the second that we sinned, the second that we put on the clothes of sin, we no longer looked the same. God could no longer look at us and see us for just who we are. He also had to look and see the sin, just how Jacob was unable to be completely recognized by Isaac. He didn't know if it was Jacob or Esau. He didn't know what he was looking at because he was clothed in something that he was not supposed to be clothed in. It's the same way that we were clothed in sin, but ain't it a great thing that Jesus died and Jesus took the clothes of sin that we were wearing and he put him on He put them clothes on himself to the point where he cried out to God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus took what we were once wearing 
And he died with it on so that he could be raised fresh without it so that we could now walk without having to without having to be unrecognizable to our father. That's so good, ain't it? That's so good. So verse 25, then Isaac said, now, my son, bring me the wild game. Let me eat it and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced. See, there's a stench when you lie. There's a stench that on you when you act in a fool, but it convinced him. And he said he was finally convinced and he blessed his son. He said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed from the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth. May God give always give you an abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed and all those who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. Esau prepared a delicious meal and brought it to his father. Then he said, sit up, my father, and eat my wild game so you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, who are you? Isaac replied, it's your son, your firstborn son, Esau. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably and said, then who just served me wild game? I have already eaten it and I blessed him just before you came. And yes, that blessing must stand because the words of the father are, are words that cannot be changed. There's no take me backs in this culture. You can't just say, nah, I was just playing, man. I would give it to Esau. That's not how it worked. He couldn't take it back. So his blessing stood. So when Esau heard his father's words, he let out a loud and bitter cry. Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. But Isaac said, your brother was here and he tricked me. He has taken away your blessing. See, isn't it, isn't it sad how sometimes in our efforts to deceive and our efforts to be who we are not, it's never only us that that is impacted. There's always someone on the receiving end that gets impacted far worse than what we could have ever imagined. And this is what happened to Esau. He said, look, no wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First, he took my rights as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? Isaac said to Esau, I have made Jacob your master and have declared that all his brothers will be his servants. I have guaranteed him an abundance of grain and wine. What is left for me to give you? Esau pleaded, but do you have only one blessing, O my father? Bless me too. Then Esau broke down and wept. Finally, his father Isaac said to him, you will live away from the richness of the earth. And away from the dew of the heaven above, you will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. See, I want to point out two things real quick before we close. Because you have two different brothers, both of which are in the fault. You may be thinking, what? It was Jacob. Jacob fooled him twice, right? Yeah, Jacob's the one that convinced him to give up his birthright. But Esau gave up his birthright. He gave up something so valuable for a pot of stew from some lentil stew. That stuff nasty in the first place, but he gave it up. He gave up eternal 
peace and luxury. And you gave it up for momentary gratification. And unfortunately, Jacob took advantage of him. But because of this, Jacob not only broke his father's trust, but he broke his brother's trust as well. The two men in his life, he broke their trust. He allowed the peer pressure from even his mom to go against his father. But because he decided to be deceiving, he had to lie. He had to disguise himself. And ultimately, he ended up hurting more people than he helped. This was some good scripture. I hope you all enjoyed it. This was the second scripture study. I know it wasn't like a formal message, but we're just going through the scripture, just pointing out stuff that we see, some patterns that we see. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see y'all in the next episode. Peace out.